eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Golden Spaces Pod. It's our very first episode uh, with this new show, but you're already familiar with me. It's Nat and Justin. And just a reminder to everyone, there's no longer an all-Nat podcast. So this is the new podcast, Golden Spaces, and I'm Nat Fluential, joined with Justin. Happy to be here, Justin. Yeah. I am here. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting, an interesting night so far. Um we're gonna get into it. Let's let's talk about it. All right. Wanna just quickly tell them anything about Golden Spaces uh, in terms of what we're going to be bringing to them. Hopefully you all checked out the trailer by now, but you should subscribe, um, follow us on Golden Spaces or at Golden Spaces pod rather on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, We're going to be bringing, you know, breakdowns of the game, reacting. Uh, We have a mailbag. What else am I missing, Justin? Um, We're going to have guests. You know, every now and again, we're going to have some guests on here, special guests. Um, yeah, just talking about the, the state of the dubs. Obviously, this is going to be a very um, popular topic right now because I think the season is going completely unexpected to everyone, even people who are fans and not fans of the team. No one has expected them to be looking like this. So we have a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. For sure. And for anyone who like tapped into us before um, live on Twitter doing Golden Spaces, we'll continue to be doing those. But now we will um, actually add them as part of the podcast. So if you aren't on Twitter or you miss, you'll be able to still tap into the combo um, via the pod. So, yeah, let's get into it. So Warriors just lost to the Phoenix Suns. Um would you describe this game? Because it's like it's a it's a blowout, technically. Mm-hmm. It was competitive, 
I guess you could say arguably throughout the first half, although they were just always behind, they get close, get within distance, um, but can never really catch them or take the lead. Um, and then the third quarter, you kind of saw the writing on the wall that it was probably going to ultimately be a blowout. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. This team was missing. Do, like, do you think the, I don't think the Warriors took it lightly, but I mean, do you think they took it lightly with like Chris Paul being out and Cam Johnson? Or do you think, I mean, if, to me, there was a sense of urgency with Steph, right? Like he clearly tried to like take everything on. They want to win a game on the road. Um, they want to like get back on like winning consistently. So I would like to believe the whole team took it seriously, but I don't know. It didn't really feel like that many people showed up to help. What did you see? Yeah, um, it didn't look like they took it that serious. And if they and if they did, it was just a terrible effort. Um, it looked like from start to finish, the only people that really wanted to play were. Steph, Kavon, and Anthony Lamb. Like, they were the only people that run out there playing hard. Steph, obviously, 50 points, um, you know, going for rebounds, playing hard on defense. And it just seemed like literally everyone else – I mean, Wiggins got in foul trouble early, and he and he started to chip in in the second half as far as scoring. Um, but he got taken out of his rhythm early with two early fouls. But other than that, just the effort wasn't there. The attention to detail wasn't there. No box outs. Aiden dominated again. Um, I mean, offensive rebounds, kickouts. Fifty nine and six for Steph. Fifty nine and six, and they lose by eleven. I mean, this. And is they were never really within. I mean, after the first five or so minutes, I think the Suns might have went on a quick run to go up. I want to say like nine or ten or something like that and then it just stayed at that number essentially going to 15 at some point 17 at certain points but it never got really within seven or eight points so it was pretty much a wire-to-wire -wire blowout essentially it, and the words just never matched the sun's energy from the jump and it almost seemed like they were comfortable just trying to let steph win the game you know i mean yeah there were a few possessions with Steph's dribbling the ball down the court in transition and like nobody's running with them. And they're just like, go score for us, Steph. And it's like, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> that that was glaring on the on the screen to me, as well as the the offensive rebounding. But that in particular just stood out to me. I just don't know who this team is. I don't recognize them like in any capacity. And mm -hmm. like I, th that's why, I mean, you and I have had a lot of offline conversations about this and we we disagree on some things but this is why i'm like I, like i can't just talk this chalk this up to like youth or the bench because i mean what is this defense like what the what the fuck is this defense <laughs> you know and it's like like i get like because i feel like it's everyone you know like i mean i look to like like draymond greed to lead the defense out there and I just, I don't, like, I mean, I know he's having to cover a lot, you know, for like, you know, Clay, for example. Um, but like tonight, and granted, this is not defense, it's offense, but like, it was like, I, was it the third quarter when he finally took a shot? But he just didn't even seem 
to bring the level of intensity that he normally brings to a game. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not really sure why that was, but I do think uh, overall this was like his worst game of the season to date. He's been okay. I mean, he's been pretty good leading up to this game. And then it just seemed like he just didn't have it. Um, and over the course of an 82-game season, sure, that's going to happen. But when you're 0 for 7 on the road or whatever they are, they haven't won a road game and they're trying to build some momentum and get a win streak going and get back into playoff standing, um, it just seems like it was just a, a major letdown. Uh, and I think the two early fouls to Wiggins that got him out the game uh, definitely impacted the defense because he is essentially our only – reliable point of attack defender at this point. Dante's kind of stepping into his own and, and you know, and, and doing some things there coming off the bench. But other than that, we really were really lacking in that department. So that took a major hit uh, to the defense. I'm really at a loss, Justin, you know, like yeah, it's, <laughs> I believe if a team and a leader can write this ship that it is Steph. I do. But it has to begin soon. You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I guess in theory, if they get rolling, if they really get rolling, probably no one's going to want to see the Warriors in the early round if they're looking like the Warriors. But I mean, you'd be trying to defy a lot of NBA odds, you know, to like, win like on the road no home court advantage nothing i mean that's just a lot <laughs> um mm -hmm. and i just i i don't recognize this team i don't understand what's going on i mean there's so many different things that i can point to but i know we're gonna get into it a little bit later but you know what to me i think the most the biggest issue right now is the defense to me, like when I when I rank things in order, I have the defense as like mm -hmm. the biggest issue. So let me tell you my order and then you tell me yours. So it's the it's the defense. And then for me, it's the inconsistency from Clay and JP. Like I combine those two together. Um mm -hmm. and then third for me, it's like the bench. Um, and maybe some people think it's the bench a second, but like that's the order that I put things in, in terms of where they are right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, um, I would. I, at this point, I would definitely agree. I think overall, it just seems like Clay and JP's thought process when they're playing essentially in the same game is, is both off, right? We saw the other night, Clay didn't play, JP got the start, and he just looked like the JP at the end of last season that we saw him being able to score a lot of points in, in a myriad of ways, and just he looked like he was playing free. Um, and then Clay comes back into the lineup, and for some reason, JP doesn't want to shoot. 
you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And then obviously plays trying to get his rhythm back and he's trying to get, uh, he's trying to get everything back kind of like in a spectacular fashion almost. Like he's just like, I'm just going to shoot these shots. They're going to go in and I'm going to feel like myself again. And it's like, take better shots. Don't look your teammates off, play within the flow of the offense and things are going to come back to you the way that they should be. Um, but he's just pressing it. And it's been the same story essentially since he came back last season um, where he goes through these stretches where he's just pressing it and pressing it and pressing it. Um, and we, and we see, we've seen him have good stretches since he's returned from injury. And it's usually when he decides to just let the game come to him, play within the offense and not force anything. But um, I think at this point in his life, he's really, for some reason, gotten a lot more, I don't want to use the word uh, sensitive, but it's kind of like he's he's taken in the outside noise a lot more, it seems, than, than he ever has. And it's affecting him on the court as well. And it's really uh, like unfortunate to see. Um, but you can you can only hope that he, he gets out of that mental funk because it's clearly a mental thing with him right now. I mean, it's physical as well with the injuries that he's had, but it's clearly a mental thing as far as his approach to the game. Yeah, I think in the next segment, we need to like dig into the players a little bit and, and what we're seeing and the issues. But when you watch this game tonight, was there anything else that stood out to you or that you found odd or just, just anything? For sure. Um, they need some help on the bench. They they definitely need some help on the bench. I do think the main core guys obviously have to play better. Draymond did not have a good game. Clay did not have a good game. Jordan didn't have a good game. Wiggins didn't have a good first half because of the foul trouble. Um, Dante was okay, but outside of that, obviously Joku is missing because with his uh, with his illness. But they need they need someone to come in and revitalize the team. Um, I think they can get an energy boost from someone. I'm not sure who that person is, um, but they need to make a change. I do I do think they do. Um, so far, Jermichael has been a miss, you know. Um, terrible game, hasn't really had a good game this season. Um, Dante's been okay, but I think a lot of people have been expecting him to be like a Gary replacement he's not that he's a completely different player and he's fine in what he's been able to do so far but he's not a game-changing player like Gary was um and essentially if you compare this team this year to last year's team right last year's team had a good six or seven reliable players on the bench that they knew at the very least their floor was high right you know they weren't going to come in there and mess up the game or lose the game for you and they had a few players on that bench, Gary, Otto, whatever the case may be, that were ceiling raisers, super dynamic players that can change a game. They don't have any of those players right now. It doesn't seem, right? And they're essentially playing Russian roulette or they're like they're gambling and hoping that some players can step up and be and fill that role. But we don't even have players that can fill the baseline role. They come in and be like, yo, don't mess up, you know? Um, Moody didn't play tonight, did he? He played in the second half once the game was pretty much out of hand. And I'm just confused. Like, <laughs> Clay's looking terrible. JP's looking terrible. 
why not play Moody for a little bit to see if he can come in and bring you some energy, anything. like. So that's just confusing to me as well. But, yeah, overall, I just think they need some sta- some stability on the bench. And I don't know where they're going to get it from right now. You know, so. I mean, just did not have the season going like this. Um and I, I don't know what the cause of it is. Some people are like, I mean, we can point out what the issues are. And we'll talk about that some more. But it's just like, what makes a team that used to know how to defend? Because it's not like some of the players that they lost. I mean, yes, GP2 was huge. And Otto was a solid defender too. But it's not like, you know, some of those other people that they lost were like these great defensive stoppers. Right. So it's just like, you know, enough of this, like the defense just shouldn't look like this. Like, I, like, I just don't understand from a team Mm -hmm. that is known to be a defensive team. I just don't understand how the whole thing has like collapsed and fall, fall, fall apart. It looks worse than when Draymond was out and got hurt last season. You know, at first they were still kind of playing okay. And then like, but to me, this looks worse than that. So um, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people like looked at this tie back to the to the Dre and and Wiggins. I mean Dre and Poole incident. I don't know, but um, I'm I I'm really baffled by like what I'm seeing. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I really think it's been like a kind of ripple effect from the start of the season. Um, and it's kind of bled over to this point. You know, early on, we saw the starters had a really good defense, and then the bench would come in, and it wouldn't be a good defense at all. And I think that that identity of the bench of being as being a terrible defensive unit has kind of overtaken the team a little bit. Um, you know, up until this point, this game, the starters' defense was horrible, right? Draymond didn't have the energy that he needed. Like I said, Wiggins got in foul trouble early. Quay somehow looked worse defensively than he's looked for the majority of this season as well. And the entire team from the jump, terrible defense. Um, but like like I said before, leading up to this point, the starters have been decent defensively. I know some of those lineups are in the low 100s defensive rating, right? bench comes in, whatever the case may be, we don't have any good defenders really on the bench, especially in the front court, right? Anthony Lamb comes in and he tries. I want to say Anthony Lamb's, like, lineups with Lamb and are in the low 100s in defensive rating as well because he he knows the Warriors' defensive concepts and stuff like that. Dante's but okay Jermichael's been terrible. Who? I feel like Dante's looked okay out there on defense. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about front court players. Yeah, Dante's oh, looked fine. Okay. But they call they they set a screen and it gets a front court player involved and it's, it goes to shit every time. Like guys can't rebound, they can't stay in front of people, they don't play with energy. I tweeted earlier, I haven't seen Jermichael Green grab a rebound in traffic all season. Like the only rebounds he's grabbed are the ones that just come straight to him. He like guys like are just grabbing it over him is just I think a complete lack of effort and focus and IQ that we just don't have this year. I was defending Jermichael Green. I said, like, he was looking so bad and rough because he was sharing the court with Wiseman. But, nope, you get no more passes. Like, you're just not good. 
you're not performing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen, <laughs> we have so much more to discuss. You're listening to Golden Spaces. Um, stay tuned for the next segment as we take a deeper dive on the individual players and, and what ails each of them <laughs> on the Warriors. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs>